0: Well, I'm having a better time with folk than I thought I would. We had a good night at the crossing house, and, and Hard and I got to play some songs, and he asked us to, to bring us whatever magic that uh, the nuisance has been drawn to in them their caves. And I, I don't know what he's looking for, but I, I guess we'll see what we find when we get there. But we took off, and we took them bankers and the uh, uh, the stable boy and and his family all with us and we got out there and Falk apparently can't see shit out here so I had to help guide him a little bit back to the way we need to get to Kensington and then we ran into some of them thirsty boys. Uh, they'd been out wandering the desert. Apparently they'd been treasure hunting. I found some books and uh, some coins and one of them books was not right. I, I, Falk almost... I don't know what would have happened if I'd let him just be, but it was it was not looking good there for a second. And so now we got these boys with us, and we're uh, continuing to travel on to the cave.
1: After you guys met up with the, with the Thirsty Boys, um, with Ashton and his crew... <laughs> uh because they were punking you as i recall (laughs) is why i named him
2: that's their that's their official name now (laughs) the thirsty boys yeah you guys
1: uh travel on for the rest of the day you camp out for the night things things have been relatively uneventful after meeting with the thirsty boys and uh then you break camp in the morning and after a couple more hours of travel you can clearly see the canyon in the distance Um, you can see that there is a lot more foliage and stuff around this area and so Falk you would definitely you would definitely guess that you're in the right area just based off of the fact that there hasn't been much foliage and now that uh, you're seeing this canyon there's a lot of it and so you're assuming that there must be water and so you guys uh Kind of carefully bring the wagons down into the canyon and start to make your way along the along the side of this river. It's a little bit harder going just because the the carriage does kind of or cart I should say does kind of sink into the into the mud a, a little bit in a couple of spots. Um, but you guys are able to just grab some large branches to kind of wrench it out and and get moving back forward again and what is what is your plan? Do you want to lead them exactly to the cave? Do you want to split off from them and then wait to enter the, like what's, what's the plan at this point?
2: I would suggest going to the mouth of the cave and then like being like, you know, kind of adios muchachos. So you guys, uh, you guys get to the mouth
1: of the cave then and uh, at this point uh, everybody's just kind of filling up their canteens and watering their horses for a second while they're stopping and uh, Mervin walks over to you guys and
2: he says
3: so uh, do, do, do you think that it, it should be relatively safe the rest of the way?
2: well I mean you got like safety in numbers, you got your uh, bodyguards with you from the bank and uh, you know the, our uh, friends the, the thirsty boys there uh, they seem to be doing a lot better um, you know, I, I think you guys could can probably take care of yourselves the rest of the way.
1: Right, 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 right. Okay, I'm. I, right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he uh, he kind of strokes his beard a little bit, and and he seems very nervous and on edge. And you can imagine that there isn't much that you could say to him, short of teleporting him directly to Kensington, that would make him feel comfortable again. <laughs> and so. <laughs> There's really not a whole lot that you can do for him at this point, and so they mount up, and uh, Trek kind of nods at you, Falk, before uh, everybody starts taking off. But there really isn't a whole lot of long, you know, tear-filled goodbyes or anything like that. Just them nodding and and saying their thank yous, and
2: and then heading out. I mean, I kind of wipe away one tear as as they go. <laughs> and i also say uh oh wait make sure you 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 know drink some water now and and fill up all your canteens and shit because there's not going to be any more water um on the way to kensington if i remember correctly
1: track nods at you and says all right and slugs down some water out of his canteen real quick and then jumps back off of his horse and refills it and everybody else does the same quickly they do have a rather large reservoir um, in the back of the cart but it still isn't a bad idea just in case bad weather or something like that would show up and if they did have to hole up or wait or anything of that nature it'll definitely be a good
2: idea to have as much water as humanly possible oh yeah and tell everybody to stay the hell out of Fillmore's Crossing right well yeah
3: of
1: course we're (laughs) We're not gonna recommend that people go there. It's 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 dangerous.
2: Well, that's that's good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Bye. Ta-ta. And uh
1: <laughs> Y'all take care. They spur their horses and start heading down the river.
2: Alright, Alavari, you ready to go into this thing? Uh, I gotta warn you, this this guy's a little bit weird. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I've seen plenty of weird o- over the last few days, so it's all good.
2: You know, if it all goes good, I mean, um, he likes shooting guns. We we could always do that with him too. Kind of kill the time on the way back.
0: Well, I I, I suppose if you really wanna, but um, I, I I I bet he likes music as well.
2: Oh, I'm sure.
0: In fact. Uh, is going to get out her fiddle and, like, start to play it as she walks in.
2: Do you know any songs about, like, um... Uh, bald subjects?
0: Uh... A bald... Su- what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he's very particular about his, um... His taste in men.
0: Ah! So, he... He prefers the bald man, is what you're telling me.
2: Oh, yeah, he was uh, infatuated with Tom.
0: Well, it's hard to, to believe anybody could be infatuated with Tom, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Everyone's got their type. I, you know, I, I ain't here to to look down on anybody for, for what they like, so all the more power to them, I guess.
2: So as we start to walk into the mouth of the cave, I go, uh... Knock, knock. Nuisance. We're home. Eh? Come here, boy. And I uh, pat my um, knees.
0: Why are you calling him like a dog?
2: All of a sudden, this dog-faced creature
1: that's covered in this coarse brown hair that has like almost a beaver tail um, attached to him in these long sort of almost bird-like claws starts to bound out. Um, and then it gets into the
2: light and goes,
3: Ah! Eee! Ah! It burns! It burns! It burns!
2: Oh! oh, shit. I forgot about that. Ah. And I walk
1: in further to get out of the light. So one of the things that you notice about about the light, because you guys are here probably about midday again, And the light shines in along the left hand wall and sort of in the middle of the entrance for quite uh, quite a ways, actually, which is relatively surprising, given the fact that this cave is in a is in a canyon. But it seems to kind of go in for at least 30 feet or so. That is also very weird seeing that it's noon. Oh that is you're right, it is noon um so it uh it probably doesn't go in that far then it probably only goes in like fifteen <laughs> feet or so okay um uh, but anyway the the nuisance is has backed out of the light and is sort of <laughs> rubbing his eyes and squinting and you you notice that there is there are still all of the shelves of bones and all sorts of. Armor and different accoutrements just littered all over the floor of this area, and it appears as though there aren't any new corpses that you can tell, Falk. Um, but one of the things that you first notice, however, is that so it, uh, the way that you're facing coming in from the entrance of the cave, often the right far hand, uh, not really corner because this is more of like a circular room. It appears as though um, some sort of an entrance has opened up, leading deeper
2: into into this cave. Ah, uh, I don't remember that being here the last time I was there or here. And I point to it, uh, to it um, and I'm l- l- looking at Alivari when I uh, say that.
0: The the corpses on the floor, or the uh Oh no the
2: the entrance. Uh Oh. That room wasn't here the last time uh well, that's we were here.
0: Different. You don't usually have just random rooms opening up Unless he's been mining. How long has it been since you met him?
2: Oh about uh what's it been, like four days? Four or five.
0: Probably wouldn't have been able to make a, a hole like that in four or five days. It looks like it goes back a little bit. So
1: another thing that you notice about the this cave proper is there is a lot more writing scratched in um, into the walls. Like, he's he's written that same thing over and over again. You would anticipate at least a dozen or so more times. And where this opening is, you can see that he started to write it sort of off to the left-hand side of the opening, and then the writing stops where the uh, where there is no longer stone leading further into this cave. Hey, nuisance.
2: uh, What's with that opening over there?
3: Mm, yes, I'm. Um, oh, eh, mm, was scratching the parable, created an opening. Mm. Lots of shinies, lots of
1: shinies. And he goes and uh, he grabs onto your hand, Falk, and starts tugging you over um, sort of to uh, one of his shelves that he has. And there are all sorts of these, these small, polished metal discs that he's stacked up and and sort of tried to put on display, but it's very kind of catawampus how these... Um, things are displayed and so it doesn't look that great but it's definitely very odd they kind of look like they kind of look like a mirror almost but they look like a very low-tech one
0: like just somebody polished some metal until it was nice and almost mirrored surface correct so are they flat and round they
2: are yes they're flat and round okay are they perfectly round they are. And uh, how Ooh. many would there be stacked up here? Uh, there are 20 of them.
0: Well, that's interesting. You like to polish metal?
3: Oh, no! Well, me? Oh, mm, mm. <laughs> ah! Mm, mm. Metal? Mm.
0: Are you trying to tune up for a song?
3: Yes, yes, nuisance
0: will sing! Nuisance! Nuisance! I am the nuisance! Oh, that's lovely. Would you like me to play for you? Hmm?
1: Yes? And he looks at fault kind of uh, with his head sideways like a dog would look at you when it's sort of confused. I'm just I grinning ear
2: to ear. Play my <laughs> fiddle
1: for nuisance. Oh, and he dances around and happily claps, and oh, man, he loves it. And he
3: actually sings, Choosy Chosen, bring the chosen, <laughs> I am the, the doll.
0: Choosy Chosen, bring the chosen, I am what? He literally
1: does not sound like it was actual words. Okay, gotcha.
2: <laughs> uh, Like, as they um, start playing, after a few minutes, I start, like, picking up these discs and inspecting them. Like closely. You
1: So they are they are about uh they're about a half an inch thick, they're about ten inches in diameter, and they appear to be made out of silver. Like they're right. definitely not as nice or mirrored as you would find with a modern mirror in Farport. But given how low tech this is, there's still a fairly good reflection in it.
2: Like your face so, is only mildly distorted in it, Falk. Let's see. What's the biggest object in this uh in this room? Um, the biggest object
1: would probably be either one of the kind of rough shot in shelves that are in here that uh the Nuisance has built out of various sticks and planks and things.
2: Okay. Well, uh instead of using one of those, I, I walk outside for a second and um and grab Donnie by the reins and, and pull him inside the cave here and I cast light on him Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I thought it was just sunlight that hurt him magical or magical light hurts him, too
1: Basically think of think of the nuisance like a drow any bright light is going to be rough on him
2: Oh, oh sorry about that um, here And I, I just take a cloth and uh, put it over his head I'll tell you what it's okay to get out from under there again. And um I I start walking uh Donnie around the uh the chamber and looking for places in the cave walls that like these things might fit in. Okay, so
1: first of all, as soon as you put the blanket over the nuisance's head, it starts going
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh no, Alavari, we got a ghost in here.
1: <laughs> and uh, he kind of claps his hands and gets uh, very excitable again and shakes in the way that you recall the nuisance does. And you start to lead Donnie around this, uh, the circumference of this cavern. As soon as you get near the entrance, you can see that there is a small metal bracket that... Uh, Looks to be a it looks almost like a plate holder. Like you know um like your good china that your grandma has. she's got those those little brackets that you can set them in where it's got just like the two hooks that sit where the plate will sit into it. All right. And it's but the, the, they're made out of metal and they look to be about the exact same size as these discs would be. Just a little bit bigger as though it looks like maybe they fit in.
2: All right, and you said that was near the entrance? Near the uh, second entrance,
1: the one that the nuisance opened.
0: So the plate racks are on shelves, or they're just, like, built into the wall?
1: So the wall is sort of carved out just enough to put this bracket in, and then it's it's basically got just a little pedestal of stone. Gotcha.
2: I started to kind of... Uh, investigate the pedestal to see about how many of the plates could fit in there.
1: So you think one plate uh, would fit in there quite nicely. One of the other things okay. that you notice as you're sort of looking at it and do you touch it at all?
2: Um, Yes. I touch it with my bare hands. It swivels. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet you thought that it was going to go a lot worse than <laughs> When I touch it, I go. Ah!
0: <laughs> Folk, are you okay?
2: And I just start laughing.
0: Uh, you know, after after you touch that book and you went all a little bit crazy, I, I I would think you'd be a little bit more careful touching things that you don't know about.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was probably a bad move. How can
0: you? Whatever. <laughs>
2: So I place one of the plates in uh, the bracket and um, start swiveling it around.
1: It moves freely and it, it appears that you can move it about 90 degrees either direction. Like the wall is, is too much in the way to move it really any further, but you can point it, uh, you can point it almost uh, directly at the entrance to the cave proper if that makes sense. So to make this simpler, we're going to have um, we're going to have uh, entrance one, which is the entrance that you walked in to, you know, come from the canyon. And then entrance two is to this new sort of cave system that uh, exists now. All right.
0: And there's no other exits from there?
1: Not uh, that you can see, no. It seems like this, uh, like entrance to, it seems like the cave goes down quite a ways from there though.
0: Okay, so it's a larger space from entrance to. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Hard wanted us to come here and look for uh, something, see what's down here.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, what else have you found in this uh, this new area of yours, Nuisance?
3: A door! A big, beautiful door! Oh, really?
2: All right. How far down this cave will it be?
3: Mm Hmm. Um. mm Hmm. A walk, a walk, a walk, a walk.
2: All right.
0: Could you show us where this door is?
3: Yes, yes, yes!
1: And he... He, like, throws part of the blanket uh, back over his head so he can see again, and he grabs onto your hand and starts to bustle. He's not very fast, and so it's not like he's hard to keep up, and he's definitely not dragging you. But uh, he starts to bustle and shuffle down this cave. And, uh, Alivari, you notice that, uh, that after another, like, 20 feet, there's another bracket?
4: Hmm.
1: And... As you go another 20 feet, there's another bracket, and they're sort of alternating sides. So the first one um, at entrance two would have been on your right-hand side, and then the second one, left-hand side, and third one, right-hand side, and so on and so forth. And this continues at 20-foot increments um, until—well, go ahead. You guys
2: can talk first before I— well now that he pulled me in here, I, I can't see anything. We left Donnie back there in the, the main entrance. Right, do you see anything in here?
0: <laughs> uh, are, there's no torches or anything in here, Alex? It's oh, just
1: darkness. Tief- tieflings don't uh don't have dark vision, do they?
0: I do. I'm just asking for Falk's sake. There's nothing No, there are definitely lit. no
1: torches, nope.
0: Okay. Just making sure. Uh well, um, that's too bad. Did did the nuisance grab both of our hands? No, just or yours. Just, just mine. Okay. Well, so, Falk oh, I thought he grabbed in.
2: mine. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Then, uh, if that's the case, then I, I brought Donnie with me, and just holding up the rear with Donnie.
1: Okay. So, y- I'll say that okay. you're you're staying like a good 40 feet back, just so you don't impede the nuisance's vision by too much, and uh, yeah. Alivari, he leads you down and it this so this uh this hallway is long. Okay. Like you guys you guys go and for 20 foot in incre- at 20 foot increments for 20 of them. Sure. Uh for 20 brackets and then you get to a door and this door is about 10 feet tall it's a good six feet wide in the center of this door there is a polished circular piece of obsidian and under it it just says in uh in common bring forth the eastern promise of renewal
0: well you probably can't read this um it says, bring forth the eastern promise of renewal on this door. Oh,
2: I can I can read it fine once I get up there, but I just didn't want Donnie to blind uh, Nuisance. He might want to cover his head up so I can get up there.
0: Ah. Right. Hey, Nuisance, can you be a ghost again? Yes, 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 yes! And he,
1: he puts the blanket back over his head and starts to wiggle his arms around and make ghost noises and uh, Falk you can come all the way up are you putting uh, discs into the pedestals as you're moving
2: um, I, I didn't say that I was doing that before but I, I guess like we would have figured it out and I would have just doubled back with Donnie and grabbed all the discs and started loading them up after it became okay. clear that that's what they were before and so yeah, you
1: see you see the same door that Alvari does and uh, you see the obsidian disc in the center of it with the message under it.
2: Ah, bring forth the east and promise of renewal. Um, that's a new one on me.
0: What's in the east? We got...
2: Farport. I mean,
0: whale. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily a promise of renewal, though.
2: Oh, I mean, we just built a new bridge over the over the bay. There, it's nice. But you're probably right that that would be a weird thing to make a door for in a cave.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's they're gonna be talking about that new bridge. Didn't they name that after President Superman?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going up with his name on it. I mean, that's kind of the uh, kind of the thing lately.
0: Everybody's talking about him, I guess.
2: I mean, it's getting a little bit confusing because, I mean, like, uh, you know, the Superman Bridge, uh, I mean, which one? There's like seven of them now.
0: Well, I mean, there's the Superman Bridge, and then there's the Superman Bridge, and then there's the Superman Bridge, (laughs) 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 you know?
2: Which, by the way, uh, you know, lock your doors if you're going across the Superman Bridge at night. (laughs)
0: I, I, I don't know what doors I can lock if I'm going across a bridge, but all right.
2: <laughs> you know, your carriage doors and, and whatnot.
0: You're in I can afford a carriage. That's lovely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, but at east, eastern promise.
0: Well, I mean, the sun comes up in the east, right? What? Yeah,
2: that's that's true. I don't know, it just seems like it would have some sort of, uh, like religious significance or something. You know, they're always making prom. Ah! I should call Tom.
3: The chosen, the chosen, the choosiest of chosen?
2: <laughs> uh. Wait. Tom. Tom. Tom, it's Fox, are you there? Choosy,
3: chosen, 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 I'm chosen, a little chosen, busy right chosen. now. is hardly nah, nah, the time.
2: No, no, this will be quick, I swear. Leave, it's just like a quick thing Take it's like do a do riddle or something I, like I know you're good choose with those or choose. at least uh, I, I think you are
3: choose. Choose. Choose.
2: you ever heard choose of an the Eastern choose. promise choose. It, it said like bring forth the Eastern promise of renewal and I thought you know yeah. like all this religious stuff doesn't
3: ring any bells you so have all
2: well there's uh these pedestals with you know like uh round things Around it and and like shit on the floor and oh, um, Newsant says hi. Uh, well, um, not really hi, he's just like all excited. Um, uh, when I called you and started running around saying shoes he chosen you know the deal, <laughs> Tom. What the fuck was that, Tom? Tom. Uh, well, I don't think that's going anywhere. Uh, I think like something blew up, or uh, you know, maybe Tom just broke his communicator or something. He's done with talking to me.
0: <laughs> well, he mm, he's done worse things, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking it probably something to do with the the sun, maybe. And these kind of things are a little bit uh, reflective.
2: Ah, oh, so you're saying like maybe beam the light in from outside and. And bounce them all off until it points at the door?
0: They maybe, yeah, yeah. I think that could maybe work. But I don't know how we get light all the way into that first warm.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. It was only going in the cave mouth about like uh, 15 feet. We might need to wait till later.
0: Well, and if it's coming from the east, we'll have to wait until morning.
2: Oh, you're right.
0: Because if it's coming from the west, it's going to be on the wrong side of the, the cavern.
2: Uh, if only they had provided us with two more mirrors.
0: That would have been handy. Um, Make an
1: insight check, both of you. <laughs> I oh, a n- uh, dirty twenty
0: to seven.
1: So, Falk, you can you see that there um, that there are definitely some pieces of armor you don't know if they would be quite reflective enough, but there you know, there's definitely some stuff in here that you could possibly use to try and reflect the sun you just don't know if uh, if it'll work, like there's some pauldrons and a shield
2: Alright, well I'm gonna try it um, I think if we, you know, shine this up real good uh, it, it might be just reflective enough I mean, these discs aren't the, you know aren't exactly the most reflective surface,
0: either. Would prestidigitation shine them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, here, let me see that. And I'll take one of the shields and... Because that's the sound of my prestidigitation, apparently. <laughs> 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 I will sing it into... but, but-
1: I mean, it's definitely a lot more reflective than it was.
0: My only sunshine. (laughs) When you're not happy, my skies are gray. (laughs) Wow, that's really really working
2: good. I wonder if Horace has a uh, type of armor like this. Maybe he'll have some use for it.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah, I start walking uh, this piece um, out towards the cave entrance.
0: Um... I'm going to guesstimate where the things need to be positioned to be able to reflect the light down here and adjust them accordingly.
1: You can go ahead and make me a perception check.
0: Do, do, do. 20.
1: So when you're um, when you're going out to the mouth of this cave, this would be as you're facing towards the canyon on the mm-hmm. right-hand side of the, the cave entrance. You notice that there is just something a little bit off about the stone. Hmm. It just seems like it has some cracks and fissures to it that uh, they don't seem like normal wear and tear for, uh, for a cave, or at least the cave that you're in currently
0: okay um this is the entrance
1: yeah and just, this is entrance one
0: and is it just like a patch or is it like the whole face of it
1: it is about a six foot um by about three foot so about six foot tall about three foot wide
0: hmm what do I yeah uh, I'm gonna like take a, a I don't know what I have dagger maybe and like kind of poke at it a little bit. It chips
1: away relatively easily.
0: Hmm. Okay. Can I prestidigitation that? To see if it's just, like, dirty or something? Maybe something shiny underneath?
1: So, you... So, basically, the co- it would have to be the combination of pre- prestidigitation and your dagger. So, like, you remove a little bit. And uh-huh. you can definitely tell that... Uh, that there is a metal surface underneath this uh, this rock, which really you're starting to think is more just like crusted sand than anything else. Uh. I would say that it maybe takes you 10 minutes or so to fully clear it away, and you cast Prestidigitation on it again, and you get it clean and relatively reflective again, But you see that there is a large crack kind of going down the center of it, and it's sort of been bowed outward just ever so slightly.
0: Hmm. Well, Falk, it looks like there's a little bit of shiny stuff over here, too. Where is Falk at this point?
2: I'm, I'm like, trying to hang one of the, um, armor pieces, like, on the far sort of, um, wall of the canyon to reflect the western sun back towards the cave mouth to like oh get so all you're that like area. across
0: the canyon from me
2: yeah i think Never so mind <laughs> yeah you say something and i i just kind of turn and do a thumbs up and i'm like yeah great
0: <laughs> all right um does this move at all is it just stationary it
1: appears to be stationary um As After you cast Prestidigitation on it, however, it definitely illuminates quite brightly. Um, It's, Mm. even with the sun not coming in that far, it definitely is, I would say that this area that you found is maybe 10 feet away from the mouth, so it's kind of within that 15 feet. Mm -hmm. But it definitely, but it's also sort of, it's shooting off just a little bit Away wrong. it a little bit away from where uh where your other mirrors would be set up.
0: So this is reflecting light into Nusensen's cave.
1: Yes? A bit? Towards entrance two, but not perfectly. Because it's broken. You would assume, yes.
0: Um I do not have mending, unfortunately. Damn it. <laughs> I have shatter, that's not gonna help me.
3: just
2: save that for in case we get really frustrated
0: (laughs) if i push on it does it like buckle at all or bow in
1: it does um why don't you go ahead and make me an athletics check
0: oh it's a 19
1: so you take one hand on either side of this crack and you sort of push in and it doesn't take a ton of effort because it seems as though it kind of wants to be in that original position. And as soon as you do that, a beam of light shoots across the cave and hits one of the mirrors. And you wait for maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds or so. And you start to hear grinding in the coming from entrance to.
0: Okay. Is Falk close enough to cast a message on?
3: Yeah, why not?
0: (laughs) Hey, Falk, I I think I figured it out. It sounds like the door's opening.
2: Oh, really? After I climbed all the way up here and got this thing here... uh, Fine, I'll be right down. Uh, i down picturing the... Hulk was like holding the
1: shield up and like trying to position himself and like reflect the sun and he's just playing with this, you know, tiny little beam of light and trying to, you know, do everything in his power to, and then all of a sudden he gets that message and just looks so, like, just so defeated.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the last hour for me has been sweating up a storm and then also like vigorously cussing out every single little thing that hasn't gone my way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I begin to climb down and uh and walk over there.
0: Okay, I heard a grinding noise, but I, I I think it'd be better if we all went together. Well, you and I. I don't know about that creature.
2: Huh? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> uh, just real quick. Um, looking around the like all the areas where he's written that that um that saying or whatever the is it the, the cross the river cross the stream thing yep but that was all in abyssal right so I couldn't read it yes correct. Oh, okay but it's, but it's do, all the same uh, characters so you would recognize it you know what I mean like you guys have had right. it
1: translated
2: for you and then since this uh, you know thing that we've done with the light have any of those um, writings like started to look weird or anything nope okay.
0: Would I be able to read that? Is that close enough to Infernal? Um, why don't you...
1: What kind of a check would we want to make that?
0: I got a nat 20 plus whatever (laughs) you want to throw at me.
1: Sure. Yeah, you can read it. That's fine.
0: Okay. And what does it say exactly?
2: It says, cross the river, cross the stream, from the abyss is born new fiends obscene. From the crossing, from the original, we cannot tarry, for the fire-breathers will walk again.
0: Well, that's quite the little poem you got scrawled all, all over these walls here, nuisance Yes, yes, the parable, the parable. Ah, well, a parable normally teaches you something. Yes, yes, learn much, learn much. What did you learn from this one? Protect, must protect the writing, yes, mm-hmm. Protect this right He
1: kind of cocks his head at you like a dog, and, uh...
0: Or, like, is there other ratin that you're protecting? No, only this, only this. Must protect, yes.
3: I am the guardian. Choosy chosen, choosy chosen,
0: waiting for the one to make us happy, yes? Mm-mm. The choosy chosen makes you happy? The choosy chosen makes you happy, Mm-mm. <laughs> makes me happy. Well, <laughs> I was certainly hoping to get happy back at the crossing house, but that didn't happen. Okay, so choosy chosen makes you happy. Great. So you're, gar- you're guarding these words up here on the wall? Yes, yes, yes. So they're just in your head then? Mm, the parable! Only the nuisance knows the parable! Is this all of it, or is there more? Uh, uh, Mm-hmm. Um, this is this
3: is all we know this is what we know yes the parable can I roll
0: insight sure
1: 12 you definitely you definitely think that everything that the nuisance tells you is very honest and the truth the best at that he knows it but you also think that that this creature doesn't really understand what it's doing or even necessarily what this uh Parable what this parable would be or what it means, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well looks like something that's real smart chose something real dumb to guard. I don't know what.
4: Hmm.
2: <laughs> well can we really even infer that it was something real smart that chose him to, to guard it? Maybe it's real dumb, choosy too. Choosy
0: chosen, choosy chosen. So, it, was the other one your choosy chosen? The the bald one? Bald? Hmm? No hair on his head. Real shiny. Mm, the chosen! The chosen! Mm. Yeah! Gave me his, gave me his head
3: cover! Hmm! Shoosty shooter, shoes shoost!
0: <laughs> So do I I look around do I see his hat his old hat or is it gone um
1: did uh I don't think Tom let him keep it
2: yeah I think he only let him wear it for a minute yeah he had he had lent him the hat for for a few minutes and and then me and Igmit walked in on this strange situation and met nuisance for the first time while Tom was having this moment with him it was uh it was up there in some of the weirdest positions I've caught Tom in um Unawares.
0: Well, it sounds like you should have left these two alone for a little bit longer.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would honestly like to leave Tom alone for, for quite a long time, to be honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's go and check out the store.
0: Um, <laughs> leave the chosen, leave him here. Nuisance will keep him company. Well, we'll see if we can bring him back here. He's, uh, busy elsewhere at the moment. Well, after yes, we yes, get this figured yes, yes, out, yes, Nudis, yes. we
2: we were thinking of having you come with us, and then you could see him. <gasps> yeah, doesn't that sound cool? We we would take you back to the crossing. Um, we talked to the people there. They're they're going to be um, not as mean to you like before because we warned them that we were going to bring you. But we need something really important from you. Um, well, would you be able to tell? A demon if you saw one, even if they were in disguise? Hmm? He, he cocks his head at you. Um, like using your nose, and I point to, to my nose and then to his nose. Um, if you are around the kind of people that that spoke this language, and I pointed at the, the writings on the walls, if you're around people like that, could you smell them?
3: Yes, yes! News and snows always knows
2: <laughs> very good um, I, I reach into my pockets and get like a, like a piece of jerky out or something like that and I toss it to him he voraciously gobbles it up and he he hasn't stopped shaking
1: like like just shaking with joy all of his muscles tensed up ever since you said that you were going to take him with with you
2: <laughs> yeah and there, there's plenty of more of those treats when you come with us um but for right now, we're gonna go check out this cave, okay? We'll be right back.
3: Shoosty shoost! Shoosty shoost.
2: Oh yeah, we'll we'll make sure you get some, some uh range time too at some point. We'll, we'll get a gun in those weird looking hands of yours and
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, let's go check this thing out. And um what? uh as we start walking down the thing like the the smile kind of um drains away from my face and I get kind of serious and I do um like unholster the um Samantha my uh my revolver all right so
1: you guys you guys go down this cave um go down entrance 2 for quite a ways and the mirrors are no longer lit up but as soon as you get to where this door was, it is no longer blocking your path. It appears to have slid upwards, it would seem. Um, just, just given that the fact that you can see that there's a space up above you um, where there are seams on either side of it. And when you walk in to this room, it's dimly lit but there are no torches on the wall and you can't really see where the light is coming from. So okay, we're gonna start and we're gonna move around going clockwise. So starting on your left, there is a bench with a bunch of like uh, flasks and and just basically it looks like a bunch of alchemy equipment. Like there's some copper tubing in a, in a spiral going down. Um, And just a bunch of just glassware and heating implements and tongs and things like that. Um, On the far wall directly in front of you, there is more of a desk-looking fixture instead of, like, a bench. And this one has a bunch of, like, papers and things like that, but they're all... They all appear to be made on vellum and not the modern, you know, tree paper that you guys would use today. And so it's all animal skins. Uh, you can, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of tell that from a distance just from the look of it, I guess. That's fine, I don't know. <laughs> and then along <laughs> the other wall, there is, a, along the right-hand wall, because we're moving around clockwise, there is a small bed there is a chest at the foot of the bed, and there is um, a couple of, like, hooks and stuff. And it appears like there are, uh, like, these leather uh, aprons and gloves and things like that that are uh, hanging up on these hooks. Uh, it looks like a
2: laboratory.
0: Well, I ain't never been in a laboratory before.
2: I, I've been in quite a few. Um, definitely a little bit different than my usual dealings with these things uh, I immediately go across the room over to the desk with the papers or the, the vellum I should say um, and uh, before I start even attempting to read what's on them does the uh, you said that it was like animal skins um, can I roll to see like if I would think that they were like probably written on some human kind of skin
0: well that's morbid
1: <laughs> um, make me an investigation check I guess
2: another uh, Dirty 20.
1: If you had to make a guess, you would say it's probably sheepskin. It looks like fairly standard vellum.
2: I go, whew, and uh, rub the my forehead real quick. <laughs> I thought for sure these were going to be human uh, leather. Got kind of nervous there for a second.
0: Why would they be human?
2: It's a weird hidden laboratory in a weird cave with demonic writing everywhere I mean not to be offensive (laughs) I kind of of gesture um, you know towards her when I say
0: that I ain't offended by demonic writing it's fine (laughs) but uh, yeah it is demonic writing you're right
2: alright so um, is the writing on these papers uh, abyssal it is not. Um,
1: so it's actually a couple of different languages, uh, one of which you speak and read. All right. Um, and so you've got common, and then you have, uh, you actually have draconic
2: oh, okay. on a couple of these. So um, I, I start reading off, and, and I'm going through the common, and then um, I start reading off the draconic.
0: Wait, 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 wait. You just said the whole thing about demon languages, and now you're speaking something that sounds worse than anything I can speak.
2: Wait, what are you talking about? I'm speaking common here.
0: Uh, no. Whatever you were just speaking wasn't common. Yeah, it's right here, plain to day. I go and look. What does drag- Draconic look like, Alex? <laughs> Alex? I don't know where Alex came from. Tim? (laughs) Sorry, I'm back in uh, beholder's eye. I apologize.
1: No, it's all good. That's actually the second time that you've done that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sorry.
1: Tim? Oh, no, it's all good. Like, I'm not offended. Like, Alex is your normal DM. Like, it's not like it's a weird uh, mistake to make. You know what I mean?
0: Plus, your name is P.T. Barnum.
2: (laughs) Yeah, half the time it does say Alex on his thing because one of his uh, characters that he plays is Alexi.
0: Well, there you go. That's also part of my (laughs) confusion. Thanks, Tim, for making it easy for me.
1: (laughs) In my defense, the uh, other games that I do DM, well, actually, this one kind of as well, I am a little bit like a circus leader. Let's be honest. Fair.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I'm I'm like the acrobat that actually knows what the fuck she's doing and you get a bunch of clowns running around otherwise
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the bear on a tricycle going across the tightrope
1: (laughs) (laughs) so Falk um, a lot of these papers seem to be They seem to be, uh, the ones that are in common seem to be different recipes and stuff like that. Like, there are a list of all sorts of uh, ingredients that this person seemed to have been looking for and mixing together, and then some of them would be crossed out, and it looks like the majority of these are not perfected recipes, if you were to hazard a guess, or at the very least... This is this was the the process of perfecting them maybe. But the ones that are in draconic, however, they are definitely spell scrolls.
2: All right. Do they appear to be anything that I already know or do they all look something like something new to me?
1: So one of them is a scroll of fireball, you know that. Um, the other two you do not recognize.
2: All right. Can I attempt to, to learn them, or, um... Make an arcana check. Alright. Oh, it was bound to happen when I actually needed something good, so I only got a three. And my arcana is five, so, yeah, eight.
1: You think that if you were to spend some time investigating this, like, a a significant amount of time... You're pretty positive that you could figure out what they are, but right now, at a quick glance, it's not, uh, it's not something that you're, um, that you're comfortable trying to assess at this point.
2: I, uh, roll them up and, uh, like, place them in my bag. Then I'll, uh, continue kind of looking around. What are you doing, Alivari?
0: Well, I don't know anything about the laboratory side, but I know my way around a bed. So, <laughs> I will be looking at the bed and the chest on that side. Okay,
1: so do you want to look inside of the chest then?
0: I'm going to poke it first with my sword. <laughs> mm. It appears to be made out of wood. Okay, then I will open it.
1: So inside there are a bunch of clothes and you're looking at them and they appear to be women's clothes. Not necessarily your size or anything like that, but uh, you would hazard a guess that you would hazard a guess that this alchemist or whoever was using this area must have been female. And mm-hmm. when you dig in further, you're a bard, so you would know what this is. You find a siturn, a sitar? which is no a siturn.
0: A siturn.
1: It's. It's basically like a cross between a mandolin and a lute. Oh, so like a sitar. (laughs) No, sitars are huge. Are you kidding me? And go ahead and make me an arcana check.
0: That's a three.
1: Well, you're pretty positive that it's magical, but you're having a lot of trouble telling what it actually does.
0: Can I cast detect magic? Sure.
1: Um, So it would be... Illusion and transmutation and, and tr- conjuration.
0: Illusion, transmutation, and conjuration? Damn.
1: And evocation.
0: What? I'm a little bit afraid to touch it now. Hey, uh, Falk. Yeah. I I found this, this, uh, citron here. It's, uh, it's got all kinds of magic on it. it there's, Uh, some evocation, some illusion. I can't quite tell what all it can do. Could you take a look at it?
2: Uh, Sure. Um, I touch it with my bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you
1: roll me an arcana check?
2: Uh, That's another three. And um, my arcana is uh, five, so eight.
1: You get Uh, the feeling that this thing might might allow you to use its magic, but you definitely have no idea what the fuck this thing does. Or is.
2: Hmm. Anything? Uh, it, I, I... I can kind of feel the you know, waves of energy coming off of it, but I mean other than that, it, it can't make heads or tails out of it.
0: Huh. Well, um, I suppose I could sit down with it for a minute. Also, I also just looked
2: up I, I just looked up Citurn and Sitar and they look strikingly similar by the way.
0: Yes, they do. The Sitar is bigger though, he's right.
2: Yeah, it is bigger, but yeah. They do this look- is shit.
0: <laughs> you doubt our, d- our fearless DM. Chris and I have
3: to be a douchebag because Brian's not here to be a douchebag.
0: <laughs> you knew Brian would totally be a douchebag about this, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah dude. 130 fucking percent. <laughs>
2: Tom, Tom, are you there? (laughs) We got a question about a (laughs) sit turn He's still not answering
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know why you'd ask him Anyway, I would like to sit down and try to play it
1: It sounds wonderful, especially you didn't even have to tune it This thing has been sitting in that chest for Ernie knows how long and is still perfectly in tune.
0: Well, this here is a miracle instrument. Normally, if you get something with strings on it, it takes half an hour to tune before it sounds this good.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Especially if it has, what is that, 11 strings (laughs) or nine strings. Does anything happen in the room when she starts playing? Nope. All right, well... uh I pluck out I-
0: green sleeves.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs>
1: it sounds beautiful. Um The more you sit with this thing, it almost seems like it wants to tell you its secrets, but it's very slow in plotting in the way that it does it. And you almost feel like if you were to sit with this thing for a decent period of time that you might start to figure out what it does and what it is.
4: Hmm.
0: Well, while you go read, I'll I'll just sit here and keep, uh, trying to figure this out.
2: Alright, uh, before I start like, going through those spells again and, and, like, other sorts of papers in the desk and stuff, I want to go over to the actual alchemy equipment, like the flasks and stuff, and, um, it, is there anything over in this area that I recognize?
1: Um, does Falk know much about alchemy?
2: I mean, he would know, like, the stuff that sort of, um, like, intermingles with, like, his knowledge on, um, you know, engineering and stuff like that, tinkering and stuff.
1: So why don't you go ahead and roll me a tinker roll then?
3: Tinker roll! <laughs>
2: So, two plus three, so, and then plus uh, <laughs> 17. So, uh, that'd be a oh, 22. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, you definitely recognize a lot of these things. Um, you haven't spent much time trying to brew potions or anything of that nature, but you definitely think that this equipment could allow you to do that.
2: All right. does it look like there's any potions that are already brewed like maybe like a health potion or something
1: so there are um, there are a few uh, like cabinets sort of below this uh, this bench and underneath there are a few different potions Um, there is a green one a blue one two red ones and a black one
2: Uh, Alivari I am so tempted to drink this right now I hold it up
0: (laughs) you want to drink a random black liquid you've never seen before do you know what it does
2: I have no idea but it's it's calling to me what does it smell like awful it smells like rotten eggs smells like uh, licorice
0: I love licorice But, uh, considering where we are in the funky writing that you saw, uh, well, I guess you called it common. It ain't common. And a magical citron, I don't know if I'd go drinking that without at least trying to figure out what it does first.
2: I start to lift it up towards my mouth, um, and after I uncork it, and I kind of glance down at, um... At my revolver, is it doing anything?
1: Um, hold
0: on. What does your revolver do again?
2: It's a sign of my patron. Ah. Or a symbol of it.
1: High or low? High. It glows faintly red, but only to you, Alavari. You definitely see nothing.
0: Okay.
2: Ah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I put the cork back on and, um put it back in in the shelf there and actually why don't you go ahead and make me a history check
1: natural 20 what so one of those recipes you remember seeing belladonna and wolfsbane and all sorts of very very (laughs) toxic um ingredients arsenic and cyanide Oh, yeah, dude, just, like, all of the worst fucking shit. Like, there's asbestos (laughs) in there, like, fucking (laughs) lead. Mercury.
3: Code Red Mountain Dew.
0: (laughs) 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 Dr. Pepper.
2: Uh Uh-oh. So, uh, I'll definitely, I'm gonna keep all the other, um, flasks with me. But I will leave that black one behind Okay I don't want to be tempted by that thing
0: Well I can take that one Alright
2: here you go And I toss it across the room
0: What? Ah! Falk you gotta warn me before you throw Dangerous items at me
2: Yeah That's why I said okay here you go
0: (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't indicate You're about to throw it at me
2: Hey You caught it. Let's let's just move past this, all right? Let's not dwell on it. So, do uh, I'm going to
0: take some of the clothing and wrap it around just in case.
2: So, uh, when she um, gets the the clothing out and stuff, I I go over there and I like just kind of eyeball it and kind of try to figure out the exact length of the inside of like the the sleeve length, basically
0: what <laughs> he's trying to figure out how big this person is
2: yes but human-sized um you would
1: you would think a standard human woman maybe an elf
2: basically what i'm trying to do is like kind of get a, a visual like memory of how long this arm is so that if i see somebody in town that would like that would roughly fit in this dress then um you know i would have kind of a clue
1: so, one of the things about the stuff that is in here, especially the alchemy equipment, you don't think that it is new.
2: All right. I still am suspicious of everybody in- No, that's fair. I'm buildings. just letting you oh, know okay. that
1: you would hazard a guess that this stuff is at least a couple hundred years old. Oh, okay. That doesn't mean that somebody wasn't using it recently, but still.
0: Does it Has it looked really dirty in here? Like, it's been abandoned no. for a long time?
1: It's, like, there's a little bit of dust on everything, but it's really not that bad. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of moving air to really do more than the original dust that would have settled from, you know, human skin and particles and whatnot. And, you know, ever since everything stopped moving around in this uh, in this room, it uh, it's basically just kind of settled. And so... The dust is a pretty hard uh, thing to get an assessment as to how long.
0: Because it's not been any movement. Got it.
2: So when I was looking through that desk and the papers and stuff, was there anything other than just the, the spell recipes? Well,
1: there were alchemy recipes and then there were the spell scrolls.
2: Oh, okay. But no, like, sort of manifesto of whoever lived here or anything like that?
1: No, that seems like that would have been long and tedious to write. Okay. (laughs)
2: Fair enough
0: Um, So so all that was in the trunk Is just the clothing and the instrument There's nothing else Yeah correct Okay, And the clothing's too small for me I assume And or locking a hole for my tail
1: Mostly that I mean you could Like the dresses (laughs) you could probably wear Um, It might be a little bit uncomfortable But not too Eh. bad if you wanted them
0: Is there anything pretty yeah, sure. I
1: mean, like uh, you know, it's definitely it's definitely an older fashion and the the stitching seems to be hand done as opposed to some of the really nice machine-sewed stuff that uh that you guys wear now. But other than that, I mean, yeah, there's some some of these dresses are are fairly nice. Um especially considering the fact that you think that they're kind of old. The fact that they're brightly colored and And just in general, kind of, uh, kind of interesting and fun is, uh, is definitely interesting.
0: Well, these clothes are a bit out of fashion, but, um, it, it seems though they, they, from before we had these, uh, machine made things. So whoever was here was here a long time ago.
2: Yeah. I think this is, uh, some pretty old hardware here too. Um, Probably a couple hundred years.
0: So either this is someone who's living a long time, or considering nuisance has been living here, I'm gonna say they probably aren't around anymore.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Unless they got, uh you know, sucked into that instrument or something.
4: Hmm.
0: Did Did you pick up that kind of magic?
2: Well, oh, no, but uh, it just something creeps me out about finding an old place like this and you know there's some powerful stuff in here that that alchemy the the spells um, you know something's going on with that you know what's you picked up there oh I just picked up some spells in and, and, and with those papers
4: oh
0: well that could be handy hopefully well uh hard only wanted to know what we'd found so I guess we we found something.
2: Wait, who was that?
0: Todd Wyatt.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I forgot he goes by that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wanted this stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so the yeah, I I like the black one. <laughs> yeah, I, I start gathering up everything um, that I can
0: <laughs> fit. Um, you, you forgot that we made a deal, didn't you?
2: <laughs> I whistle to Donnie, and I'm like, Donnie, get down here. And i load everything up in those uh, saddlebags.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, there isn't a ton of stuff. Like, uh, like I said, there's those potions that you found. There's the papers. Um, are
2: you taking all of the alchemy equipment too? As much as I can fit on the, on the donkey.
1: I was about to say, you're going uh, to need Winnie to help you too if you plan on taking all of it.
0: How are we going to get back to uh, Fillmore's Crossing if we got all of our mounts tied down with all this stuff?
2: I mean, just how we got here. I mean, they'll be a little bit encumbered, but I think they can make it. We'll be traveling at night, too, so the heat won't be getting to them, because, you know, our our friend here can't travel during the day. And we'll probably have to camp on the the way back, too.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, all right. Uh, Is there enough, like would I look at this and think that we can also ride on the, on the horses or horse and donkey, whatever.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that you, you would know that you're definitely going to move a little bit slower, just considering the amount of burden that you'd be putting on these creatures. Excuse me. Especially considering the fact that the nuisance will have to ride with one of you.
0: Hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, Whatever we need. I guess if we're going to take it all back, we're going to take it all back. And would Winnie actually fit down here?
1: Yeah, I think that it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit tough going, um, for her to turn around in the, in this room, but it's not anything that you guys can't manage. Okay. Cool. And so, yeah, you guys get all your stuff loaded up and, uh. What do you guys want to do while you're waiting for the evening
2: to take off with the nuisance then? Um, fashion montage with all those dresses.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alivari keeps on uh, popping out with a different dress and then like Falk would give his input or whatever, like, you know, the, the hand wave thing, like eh, and then like, you know, when she finally finds finds the right one, the double thumbs up and the, you know, big supportive smile.
1: I'm walking on sunshine. Yep, exactly.
3: And don't it feel good? Hey,
0: all right now.
1: Because obviously that's the only song that you can montage to.
0: I'm pretty sure there's a law, yes. (laughs) And then, at at one point, Falk goes in and tries on one just so that I can see what it looks like from behind.
1: (laughs) uh it's got a it's got a pretty big bustle to it but other than that like it's it looks pretty good
2: <laughs> for whatever reason when I come out like that like uh Nuisance has like some uh eyeglasses on that he picked off of one of the dead bodies and then he drops them down low when he sees me like down below his <laughs> eyes <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <Huh>? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh
1: fuck <laughs> So, do you guys have anything productive that you would like to do
2: <laughs> while you're waiting for uh, <laughs> Nightfall? Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> um, I assume I can attune in that time, maybe? Yeah, absolutely,
1: 100%. Okay, so what do I figure out about this sitar? All right. So, it eventually whispers its name to you, and Ooh. you understand that this is one of the instruments of the bards, and. You've probably heard songs about these instruments and how they're, they're these very special instruments that it were created specifically and could only be used properly by bards. And, and as a matter of fact, you think that it might be dangerous for anybody else to try and use them at all, like even if they're not trying to use the magic. And this is the Macfermid siturn which allows you to invoke the following spells once each day. Okay. Fly. Okay. Invisibility.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Levitate. Yeah. Awesome. Protection from good and evil, or from evil and good, sorry. How dare you? (laughs) How dare they change the fucking spell name on me?
0: Good and evil flows better, but anyway.
1: Right. Um, bark skin
0: I can do one of each of these per day Correct Whoa. That's OP No kidding Cure wounds Fuck dude I thought the list was done That's amazing nope. And then one more Fog cloud Gotta have my vape <laughs> That's what every time I see fog cloud That's all I think of now <laughs>
2: Fog hat. <laughs>
1: Does it make more sense as to why you saw all those different types of magics?
0: Yes, 100%.
1: Now, mind you, all of these take an action, so you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be the same as you right. casting that. So, like, you know, it's, it's cool, but it's not like super, super duper overpowered, especially considering y'all's
2: levels. Fair. So, during this time can I be looking over those uh, Scrolls and see if I can make any Heads or tails out of either of those other spells
1: Whoa you want to do Something productive
2: <laughs> I mean I don't Really want to I, I just kind of feel like I have to at this point I'm That's just sitting fair. there
0: like playing My my new toy So yeah Otherwise you're sitting there with, with um Nuisance
2: yeah, I right. I'm, I'm so, reading this um, stuff to and as I'm trying to figure it out, too. One of these
1: scrolls, it takes you it takes you a little while to figure out exactly what it is. It's definitely divination magic of some sort. And the other one is easy. Um the other one is is just a uh, dimension door. All right. And I assume I was right that you didn't have that spell, correct? No, I didn't. Okay, good. So, basically this thing outlines a ritual, Falk, that you can can set up and you draw this pattern on the ground in chalk. And if you spend ten minutes casting this spell, it would summon a creature from a different plane for up to a minute and it is trapped there to do your bidding. It doesn't, it cannot move outside of the circle that you draw, but it can definitely answer questions from what, uh, from what you can gather from looking at this. All right.
0: folk, I think I figured it out. <laughs> and I am playing and I start to levitate. <laughs> Look at what this thing can do, isn't this amazing? whoa
2: that is awesome and then i cast levitate and i um kind of snap the <laughs> fingers on my gauntlet and start flying too and then um and then uh oh what's it called <laughs> um <laughs> and then harry belafonte <laughs> the song from, from the end uh, yeah Be- belafonte yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> jump in the line rock your body in time
3: okay
4: Oh man, we have a lot of fun with this podcast. The month that this releases is Spooktober, and if you haven't already checked out the other things we've got going on with our pod for the month, you should definitely jump on that. We have a Savage Worlds one-shot GM'd by Chris. It's called The Hoser of Lake Nipissing, and it's basically the story of three new ghost exterminators investigating a mystery in Canada. We've received high praise so far from people who have listened to it, so definitely go check that one out. The first episode is available now, with Part 2 releasing next week on Halloween. For those who have strong constitutions, and can handle gritty horror thrillers, there's a 20 minute Part 1 episode of an audio drama I made that takes place in Farport. It's much darker and heavier than anything we've ever released, and it's not designed for casual listeners, so proceed with a lot of caution on that one, mature audiences only. Part 2 of that will release this coming Sunday. If you've been enjoying Fillmore's Crossing, we would be grateful to receive a review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen. It would also be a great help if you would pledge a dollar or two at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. The more income we generate there, the more time and energy we can put into creating content. You can also represent the show by buying merch at sonerdware.com slash lcp. Use the promo code lcp at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. I also like to mention that you can play TTRPGs with us, we have weekly dnd games and sometimes other rpgs that go on in our discord not to mention we have a community of great friends lots of peener jokes great artwork and terrible memes it's also a way for you to discuss the show with us and share your thoughts and theories find the discord link in this episode description or on our twitter or find it at lcpdnd.com that's all for now happy spooktober everyone and thanks for listening the
2: phone call that i just received it was about a call Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to, uh, Ontario, Canada.
1: <laughs> He'll, like, take a super dangerous, uh, exit, like, like, last minute, just squealing across the, uh, hash marks, and I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those, uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us.
1: I'm just saying. The The hoser? <laughs> yeah i never heard of it like you know I, I grew up in california there is a creature of folklore <laughs> called the hoser near lake nipissing you've heard of it no i am just so incredibly shocked right now
4: listen to the hoser of lake nipissing by searching lcp dnd on your favorite podcast service
3: if you're a fan of actual play podcasts and audio drama podcasts, then you're going to love Beholder's Eye. We're an epic fantasy adventure that starts where the story begins. We don't make you wade through six backstory episodes about characters you don't know or care about. We start with violence, the way God intended a D&D podcast to begin. If you're looking for a good character-driven podcast with bloodshed, dumb decisions, dark lords, political backstabbing, demons, and all the other trappings that make epic fantasy exciting, then subscribe to Beholder's Eye. Just look for the big green eye. I'm here to make you an offer that you can't refuse.
2: Cosa Nostra is a tabletop RPG where you get to be the bad guy. Join the mob, commit crimes, earn respect you can find a link to our discord at kosattrpg that is at k-o-s-a-t-t-r-p-g on twitter
1: see you there